0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day, and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast, by Priests for Life. It is a joy to be with you. Uh, let me know where you're from. Let me know what your prayer intentions are. We're going to pray for each other. and We're going to delve into the Word of God uh, with the scriptures that are read today throughout the world. Today is also the uh, federal holiday in the United States for Martin Luther King Jr., and so we reflect on his call for the equal protection of every human life, his preaching on the sanctity of life. And this converges, of course, with this week's events regarding the uh, March for Life, the anniversary of a uh, Roe v. Wade and now discarded decision by the Supreme Court uh, legalizing abortion. And now uh, we have. Uh, embarked on a new chapter in this movement of protecting life. It's a continuation of the dream of Dr. King. We'll reflect on all of this uh, in our other broadcasts during the day as well. So let's go to the readings. Well, let's pray first uh, for enlightenment. Lord, send your Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that inspired the Scriptures, send him to us now to understand the Scriptures. And Lord, even more so, send him to us each day, each hour, that we may live your Word. To your word and to you, we must be obedient. Enable us to live this word with courage, no matter what obstacles are placed in our way. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So the first reading is from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, every high priest is taken from among men and made their representative before God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal patiently with the ignorant and erring, for he himself is beset by weakness, and so for this reason must make sin offerings for himself as well as for the people. No one takes this honor upon himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, it was not Christ who glorified himself in becoming high priest, but rather the one who said to him, "'You are my son, This day I have begotten you, just as he says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days when he was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect... He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm, you are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The scepter of your power, the Lord will stretch forth from Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. Yours is princely power in the day of your birth, in holy splendor. Before the day star, like the dew, I have begotten you. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord has sworn and he will not repent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Gospel reading today is from Mark chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were accustomed to fast. People came to Jesus and objected. Why do the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, But your disciples do not fast. Jesus answered them Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. If he does, its fullness pulls away, and the new from the old, and the tear gets worse. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. That is the Gospel reading for today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ is a priest. The priest, which means the mediator between God and humanity. The bridge by which humanity meets God and God meets humanity. The one who offers sacrifices to build that bridge, to maintain that unity, to bring about that reconciliation. Sin separated us from God separates us also from one another, from created reality, even from our very selves. The priest is involved in this ministry of reconciliation. Jesus Christ is priest, first of all, because in himself he is both God and human. He's the second person of the Blessed Trinity, that's the person of Christ, and his nature is both divine, obviously, it always was from all eternity, and now human because at a certain point in time he took on our humanity that's the mystery of christmas that we just celebrated and he will remain human forever he's a priest in that sense and he's a priest of course by the sacrifice he offered all the priesthood of the Old Testament was actually a preparation, prophecy, and pointing to what Christ would do. The various priests were appointed to offer sacrifices. There were many different kinds of sacrifices prescribed in the Old Testament. Many different rituals, offerings to God, asking, giving God something and asking in return his favor for the people. Not that we merited it or deserved it, but that we were doing our small part to invoke his infinite mercy. And some of those sacrifices were specifically, explicitly, for the forgiveness of sins. All of this was pointing to the one who alone can make a sacrifice that actually atones for our sins, because you can't make up for an infinite evil unless you offer a gift of infinite value. God is offended by sin, and because of who God is, infinitely holy, infinitely worthy of full obedience from everyone. You can't have a sacrifice that makes up for that, unless what you sacrifice to God is God himself. Think about it. Everything else in creation is less than God. So even if you offered to God all creation, it wouldn't be enough. So what did God do? He made it possible for God to sacrifice himself to God. That's why Christmas is connected with Easter. We heard it in the psalm actually yesterday. I didn't comment on it then, but it said, ears open to obedience you gave me. Christ speaking of himself, right? But there's another way of translating that verse. A body you have prepared for me. The incarnation. And those two meanings go together. What was the nature of the obedience of Christ to the Father? I will offer myself to you on the cross. Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass by me, he prayed in the garden, but not my will. Thine be done. The obedience to go to the cross Paul to the Philippians though he was in the form of God Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. rather he emptied himself and took the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men it was thus that he humbled himself obediently accepting even death death on a cross the obedience is in the sacrifice of the cross And this, brothers and sisters, is an infinite gift. This is the gift of God to God. That's why it only had to happen once. Jesus only had to die once. The mass, which is the perpetuation of that sacrifice down through the centuries, is not Jesus dying again. It's us connecting to that one infinite, all-sufficient sacrifice but Jesus continues his priesthood his priesthood is exercised there in the incarnation and the calvary the sacrifice but now in his intercession for us in other words Jesus gave himself for us he rises from the dead he ascends to the father and now he's in the presence of the father saying father look at Your people and look at the sacrifice I have made to you for your people. Save them, forgive them, reconcile them, raise them up. Raise them up from sin, raise them from the dead. Jesus constantly exercising that role of being the only mediator between God and humanity. What does this do? It brings about a new humanity. And this is what Jesus is talking about in the the new wine being poured into the new wineskins. And this is why his first miracle is the changing of water to wine. Because he's going to take our natural humanity and he's going to change it. The natural humanity, the water, is going to be transformed into wine. In other words, we're going to be transformed into sons and daughters of God. That's what his priesthood accomplishes. We're going to become new people. A religion is not simply about being good people. Many people have that view of religion. Oh, well, I'm okay with God. I'm a good person. Is that what this is about? Being a good person certainly is one of the fruits of religion. It's not just being about being a good person. Oh, I'm kind. I'm fair. I'm forgiving. I give to the poor. I'm, I fulfill my duties. It's not just about that. We have to recognize the radical power of religion. Paul talks about those who invoke religion and deny its power. We got a lot of that going on. That's not necessarily malice. It's just that we're asleep. The radical power is that we are transformed into sons and daughters of God. We can believe in a way that human beings cannot do so on their own power. We can hope in a way that human beings cannot achieve on their own power. We can love in a way that God does. He gives us a command, which is impossible just for human power. Love one another as I have loved you. Where do we get that power to love as God loves? Well, if he fills us with himself, loves in and through us, makes us sharers in his nature if we're sharers in the divine nature then we can do some of the things that only the divine being can do it's about becoming new people new wine poured into new wine skins a patch is not sewn on the torn cloth religion is not just a decoration For many people, it is. Take the politicians that are pro-abortion. Biden, Pelosi, are you listening? They're putting a a, a patch on 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 an old cloak. They're doing what in the world they want to do. They're advancing their agenda of baby killing. And they call themselves practicing Catholics. Again, let's read what Jesus said. No one sows a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. That's what people do. You see the rosary beads hanging from the windshield of the car when they're driving into an abortion facility. You see people wearing a cross and advocating pro-abortion. You see presidents saying how devout they are and calling for expansion of baby killing. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak, if he does, its fullness pulls away the new from the old and the tear gets worse. Scandal erupts among the people of God. Those who are sacrificing every day to live their faith are offended by those who want the benefits of being called Catholic and throw the faith out the window. No, we have to let our faith change us. Not enough to say we're Catholic, put the rosaries on the, wind sh- on the on the windshield and the cross around our neck. No. We've got to let the power of the faith transform us. The power of the eternal priest, Jesus Christ, reconcile us to God. Make us new creatures. You are a new creation in Christ, Paul tells us. You know, when I first met Norma McCorvey, the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade, whom I ultimately received into the Catholic Church, it was after her conversion. And I said to her, so you're the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade. And she said, no, I used to be the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade. And now I am a new creation in Christ. Let's be that new creation. Allow him to transform you and lift you up. Let's pray. Father, today we begin again in our journey, As disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ proudly professing his name and humbly allowing that name to change us to purify us from sin to call us to virtue to call us to reconcile and heal relationships that are broken and to allow us to open our mouths to speak against evil and injustice like the evil and injustice of abortion towering above every other evil Thank you, Father, for another day of discipleship. Thank you for another day of renewal. Thank you for the new wine that we have become sons and daughters of you in your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray now, Lord, for all the intentions, the prayer intentions that we all have, the ones that have been expressed on the screen, the ones that are held in our hearts. Prayers for health, prayers for wisdom and guidance, prayers for family members who are away from the faith, prayers for... Uh, 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 success in the work that we do prayers of consolation in the midst of sorrow or loss grant all these prayers lord god and continue to show us your infinite love in jesus name amen our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Lord, send your blessing upon us. Deliver us from all evil. Keep us on the path of all that is good and make us witnesses to your kingdom of life. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, please share this uh, reflection as far and wide as you can. And uh, we'll be back later with more broadcasts and uh, particularly I'm going to... Do a broadcast reflecting on the convergence of the themes of Martin Luther King holiday, the upcoming March for Life, and the week of prayer for Christian unity that begins the day after tomorrow. It's a marvelous convergence this week of three powerful themes. Look for my broadcast later on about that. God bless This has been the End Abortion Podcast.